I say it all the time, but there's nothing quite like running a business to really push on your personal and professional development from both sides. Because let's be real, we've all had negative thoughts or limiting beliefs that don't exactly serve us or our business goals. In fact, what I've found to be true is that your thoughts can be the biggest difference between staying stuck and feeling like everything is hard and getting little to no results versus taking more of the right actions with more ease and having some pretty magical results to show for it. So in today's episode, we're filling you in on exactly how to shift those old thought patterns and start choosing more empowering beliefs ASAP. You'll walk away from this episode with a newfound understanding of the thoughts that are holding you back from getting more of what you want in life and biz and what you can do about it today to shift them and get way more results because of it without doing anything different in your strategy. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Carrie Veach. Carrie is chasing freedom and helping others find the same. For years, she lived in vicious cycles of victimhood, self-sabotage, and self-doubt. Once she healed her gut and learned to tap into the power of her mind, she truly learned how to unlock the magic within herself. With her MA in counseling psychology, she's been a therapist, worked in gang prevention and victim services, and was the executive director of a highly successful education-based nonprofit. She's now the proud owner of two online businesses and the host of the innovative and community-based podcast, Set Yourself Free. She's a nomad living and traveling abroad, morning routine enthusiast, crossfitter, scooter-loving, coffee-addicted, community-minded, gluten-free foodie who is obsessed with helping women create the life of freedom they desire. Carrie, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. So I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Absolutely. So I work with women one-on-one. I do life coaching and I am just so obsessed with the deeper work in terms of the mindset and beliefs that drives behavior. And so I used to be a therapist and honestly only became a therapist because it was the deep work that I wanted to do. And I didn't know what else really was possible. I don't feel like coaching was as mainstream back then. Mm. And I know that in supportive containers, it is so much easier to transform our limiting beliefs. Ooh, so good. I love that. So can you tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got to this point where now you are living as a nomad and running two online businesses and kind of give me a little bit of the backstory there? Yeah. So the shortened version is I 
was running a nonprofit. I had everything on paper that everyone said you were supposed to want. And I, I really did like my life and things were going well. I loved running the organization, but I just, I joke all the time that I'm allergic to offices. I just I cannot, I cannot. Even when I ran the nonprofit, I had to work like an hour and a day at a coffee shop or something just to get out. And um, so when I quit that job, I honestly did not have a plan in my mind, except uh, that I needed some time to figure out what was next. And so I traveled, I took six weeks and went to South America. And that's when I really got the travel bug in a way I hadn't had before. So fast forward months later, and I took a job in South Korea and started building my businesses on the side. And it became clear to me very quickly as well that I just was not made to work for someone else. And I wanted to figure out how to help other people do the same because I know there are so many people that feel trapped in the nine to five world or just in a world that they think it's what they want and then they're in it and they know that they have more gifts in them and they want to do something big. I, I really, really think that everyone wants to be of service and purpose in this world. It's just so often we're in positions that aren't utilizing our gifts and talents. And so my favorite thing is working with women to discover what it is that they they are here to do on this planet, because I know that the more alive we all are, the better off everyone is. Oh, I love that so much. So do you have one mindset shift that's either made the biggest difference for you in your work or in the work that you do with clients? Yes. When I think about this, honestly, it's literally so woo sounding, I feel like, but the more I do this work and the more that I do the work in myself and I work with clients, it's really, it really comes down to all of what you believe. And so, um, when I had to think about it in a sentence format, um, I would say it is why you don't have what you want and how to shift your mindset so that you can get what you want. And I'm happy to expand on that because it sounds like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, is that really possible? No, I think it's so interesting because I feel like this is something that's been coming up a lot on the podcast, even if it's not necessarily the topic of the show. We've been getting to this kind of this point in a lot of different um, interviews and a lot of different episodes. And it's been really interesting just to hear different takes on um, this particular topic. But you're right, it is such a loaded topic. And I think that it's one of those things where in a way it can kind of feel really vague, right? <laughs> You're mm-hmm. like, well, well, what do you want? That like that could be anything, right? So I yeah. think sometimes that expanse is almost where we where we could lose ourselves, right? Where Absolutely. we can kind of get tripped up on all of the possibilities or even feel a little uncomfortable at even asking that question, right? Um, so I just like I just love that we're going into this again today because I'm so curious to hear your perspective on this and I am so curious what you have to share with us. Um, so talk to me more about this. Talk to me about how I can get more of what I want. So I think 
the first baseline thing to say is you have to have some ownership of what it is that you want. And that is the scariest part for most people, I would say, because if you have, like I, for example, um, have a podcast centered around trauma and abuse and people who've come on the other side of that. And so let's say you've been through trauma, whether it's big or small, we all have some version of trauma. We are used to being disappointed in some fashion. And so if that is your baseline of belief, then to actually desire and own the desires that you have can feel really scary. And Mm. so I think that is some of the hardest work is really owning what you want with even the tiniest belief that it's possible for you. Because, right, like anytime, like I'm sure you you do this work with clients too, you ask a question around what you want and it, the brain almost immediately goes to, but that's not possible for me. Yeah. But I couldn't do that, right? Totally. And so it's it's figuring out like, okay, do I have something that if I were to be so honest with myself and I trusted whoever I'm speaking to, or just, you know, on my own, what is one thing that I want right now? And so for me, the baseline is starting there because if you're not shooting for anything, you're going to maybe get there, but probably not. Right. Like if you don't have a roadmap to get there, how, how can you get there? Totally. And I think like that's where it's almost so important to know that first, right? Because from that point, then you can reverse engineer it. Right. Like I think about like my story is like, you know, like everyone else's very very windy path to where I am now. But I think (laughs) that like when I think about like the move out to Colorado and like, you know, picking up my life in New York City and moving out here. And I mean, I talk about this all the time on the podcast, but the reason I talk about this is because that was really the first time that I started like claiming what it was that I actually wanted and being like, no, this is like my life in New York City is not it. This is not my forever plan. And that was the first time that I had actually like acknowledged that and like was like, no, I'm like very, very unhappy hauling my groceries back on the subway. I'm very unhappy living in my shoebox size apartment. I'm very unhappy, um, you know, dating my boyfriend long distance and like there's got to be a better way. And there's the better way was getting out of New York City. But in order to do that, first it was like, okay, well, where do we want to live? And what does that look like? And what, like, what will I do when I leave this full-time job that's very cushy and like go off on my own? And then even from there, like, I think that sometimes we think like once we've decided once what we want, we never have to decide it again, right? Like we're like, oh no, I already did that work, right? Like hopefully that won't ever come up again. And But I mean, it does. And like that was the same thing when I decided to like go off on my own and start the design business. It was the same thing when I decided to make the pivot to coaching. Like it's just a series of decisions And it gets, it just like gets redefined each time, right? Absolutely. I think that that's like one of the most powerful realizations is like once you realize that you can do it once, you can claim what you want once, and then you have that power to make those decisions over and over and over again, even if where you landed wasn't necessarily where you wanted to be, it gives you that much more information. 
and it helps you make a better decision from there. So I just think that that can be so powerful because it's almost, it's not like a once and done. It's, it's once you know how to do it, you can do it again and again. Yes. And it's evidence for your brain always that like, okay, we did the scary thing. We didn't die. We made it through. We can keep going. Absolutely. Can you think of a time that you can share with us when you had to really decide what it was that you wanted? I mean, I could talk all day. (laughs) There's a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think honestly with, I'll speak probably to um, more recently and saying in terms of going, okay, a couple years ago, like coaching is absolutely what I want to do. It combines all of my skill sets. It's the thing that felt the scariest in terms of online coaching, because you have to really put yourself out there. And that's the part of online businesses and traveling full time and things that, you know, behind the scenes, people can have their opinions on and they will have their opinions on. And that's just really what I've had to come to is I have to own the gifts and the things that I am able to offer this world because no one else can do it for me. And so for me, it was claiming this is actually what I want. I'm going to get over my fears of being judged online, my fears of being vulnerable online and what people are going to say about me. You know, just all the stories I think that really come up when you put yourself out there. Totally. I think that that's something that's so common, honestly. And I just don't think that it's something that's talked about enough in this like online, I mean, online world, let's just say world. I was going to say online coaching industry, but I was like, no, let's just go with, with everyone. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) But I think that that's so true because there's so much that almost stands in the way of building an online business, right? Because when you think about it, like essentially your personal brand, your thoughts, your message, everything that you're putting out into the world is essentially your storefront, right? So it's it's basically like a giant message for everything that you believe in or everything that's on your heart or everything that's important to you, your hopes, your dreams, your desires, like pretty much everything that feels vulnerable and uncomfortable is the stuff that you have to get over to put yourself out there in the world, in the online world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I was taking baby steps, which I think is many, uh, you know, many people's stories. It was like, okay, I was, I was taking baby steps. I did some of the really hard, uncomfortable things. And then it gave me evidence like, okay, I, I did this. We're okay. We can keep going. You know, people can have their opinions, but I ultimately don't report to them, you know, and for me, it's always coming back to my why and trusting myself and knowing like I am here to support other people and serve and I'm not going to be for everyone. And that's okay too. Totally. And I think that part of that is that, and I think this is important to mention because I think that almost when I say like you get over those things, it's not necessarily that you get over them. It's that you like move through them. It's not that the negative thoughts aren't still there or that they don't still pop up from time to time or you don't still question, oh my gosh, should I have worded it that way? Or like, why is this one person being super snarky on Facebook (laughs) or like whatever is popping up for you that day? But I think that you you just learn to move through them faster. At least that's been my experience is that 
it's not that the negative thoughts go away entirely. It's just that they're not, they're no longer the roadblock that they were to begin with. Absolutely. I mean, that's, do you feel like that's true? Yeah. I mean, and I, I talk about this all the time and then, you know, in working with clients and noticing my own patterns and behavior and anyone you talk to that's honest, there are always levels of negative thoughts, of imposter syndrome, of doubts, of fears, you know, any level, it does not matter your quote unquote success because you're always dealing with humans in life. And so I always just want people to have a baseline that we're all in this together. Like everyone is in their brain trying to figure this out. And I think it gets easier because you recognize your patterns faster as you continue to do the internal work and you figure out that you can reprogram your brain. But it doesn't mean exactly like what you said. It doesn't mean those negative thoughts aren't there. Like they're going to pop up. It's just, can you do the work to not judge yourself for those And can you access your tools to change those patterns of thinking? Totally. So how do you start to recognize your limiting beliefs and negative thoughts so that you can shift them? Great question. So for me, it's just, and this is like what I'll have clients do, is just figure out what it is. So let's say, you know, you're wanting to, I don't know, make a certain amount of money or whatever it is. And, um, you have a thought that pops up that's like, who am I to want that? That's not possible. You know, maybe not super negative, but more limiting and just noticing them. And so I'm a big journaler Mm -hmm. and I always like encourage people to write them out so that you can look at them. Cause I think it, it also kind of diminishes the power over you. If you're able to actually look at the thoughts outside of yourself Um, and so look at those thoughts, like write them down and as honest as you can get with yourself, the better, because I think so often we're trained to, um, have things look good. We don't want, especially, you know, like we fear judgment and we don't want other people to think poorly of us. And yet it's like the more honest you can be, the better. And so Mm, mm -hmm. like really getting all of those thoughts out of everything that says you can't have what it is that you want. So if you want more money, like everything that says you cannot have it. And then what I like to do is honestly just look at them. And then the simple question I always have people ask is, is this ultimately true? And we have never lived in a better time where you can find evidence immediately for your brain of somebody else who has done what it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, totally. I, I mean, I know that we all get caught in the like comparison and the things that happen from social media, but like, there is so much goodness in it too because it shows you what is possible. Absolutely. Right? Like, if you can find just one person that looks like you or that doesn't look like you, but that has what you want, like, that's the evidence you need for your brain. And so it's beginning to go, okay, so this is not ultimately true. Because anytime you ask that question, is this ultimately true? The answer is always no. Like It feels like this is ultimately true because it is your current reality. Totally. Right? Like That's why the acting as if model and visualization and mental rehearsing and all these things actually work because it's putting you into a different state. 
And so I'm kind of like jumping ahead, but basically you decide it's possible because of course it's possible, even when you feel like it's not possible. And then to me, it's the fun work. Like you get to reprogram your beliefs because essentially your beliefs are just thoughts you keep having. And so if this thought keeps coming up that you can't make more money, why not choose some better ones? Like why not choose a better set of beliefs that says you can make more money and work on that? Because to me, it's like, if you don't have what you want, why would you fight for your limitations? I mean, I get it why we do, because it keeps us safe. <laughs> I mean, like, of course, like, it's not like a judgment thing. Of course I understand, like, and I get it because it feels very real. But I think the more you dip your toes into this world and the more you understand, like, how much you get to play with and how fun it becomes, um, at least for me, it, like, really energizes me. Because I watch my clients and I watch myself and it's just like, oh, if people could just really, really give this a try because you – you don't have to have, like, I think a lot of people say, like, you have to have full belief, blah, blah, blah. Cool. But most people aren't going to. So if you can just get yourself to, like, a little bit more belief than doubt, like maybe 51%, we, we tip the scale to. That's, that's good enough. Totally. So what came up for me as you were talking there was just that I think a lot of times the thoughts that are holding us back are kind of sneaky and that until you really look for them, they can be hard to find. I'm not one of those people that necessarily has a like internal dialogue about limiting beliefs mm. necessarily. Like I will give myself credit. I am one of those people who are like, you know, looks in the mirror and is like, damn girl, you look good today. Good job. <laughs> you know, like that seems to be more of my internal dialogue. So when it came to really getting to the root of some of this thought work, it was a little bit harder because it wasn't like this internal dialogue that was going on that I knew like, oh, okay, I need to stop talking to myself that way because it's holding me back, right? Mm. It was more like beliefs that were there that were just like so ingrained that I didn't even know they were there, right? Yeah. So like scrolling social media and seeing a picture of, you know, someone on vacation in France floating in a pool and like talking about how they had crushed their like 1 million whatever month, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like insert dollar amount here. And just being like, oh, okay, like that's not real or I can't believe that or just like automatically assuming that there was something disingenuous about it. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of when I caught myself because I was like, oh, so this is a problem <laughs> because if I don't believe that's true, then there's no way that like I'm ever going to reach that level. I'm ever going to work towards that thing. Like there were so many other tiers. There were so many other um, thoughts like underneath that. And that's when it became like so much more evident to me. But it was like something that I really had to look for. So I would just encourage people who are listening to this and they're like, oh, like, I just don't even really know what those thoughts are. Or like, what are you even talking about recognizing your thoughts? Like, what does that look like? Like, that's kind of, they can show up in different ways, right? Absolutely. So I think I just want to point out that like, it's not necessarily an internal dialogue all the time. It's not, it doesn't necessarily like show up on the pages of your journal if you're not being conscious about it. Like it could be something that's like just so ingrained that you're not even seeing it. Right. Which of course is why it's like so wonderful to have this kind of mindset support, but just like something to look for is like, 
sometimes it's the things that that bug you or the things that you like get annoyed by that are the biggest indicators of those beliefs, right? And if you can kind of look at those and be like, why, like, why is this rubbing me the wrong way? Why is this a problem? That can kind of yield some of that information if you're having a really hard time finding them. That is such a good point. And I love how you phrase that because it's very true. And I think it is just also going, it shows up differently for everyone and that's okay, you know? And so I think the way that it, it does show up for most of us is knowing that you want something and feeling like you can't have it and paying attention to like Mm -hmm. what you feel like that story is, whether it's, it's not possible. I won't be liked if I get that. That's too greedy. You know, whatever the stories are that come up, I think everyone can kind of pinpoint that if they're really honest, because it's like, oh, well, actually what I want is, you know, if it is more money, it's like, well, but then a lot of us have our money stories from growing up and what we were told around money and whether it's good, bad, you know, like, the ego work that I feel like we all have to do because it, it the ego wants to attach like a good and bad to things where it's just not that it's not that way it's it's energy but it's conversation for a different day <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know it's it's really um saying like what do I want and do I believe it's possible for me and that's a conversation that I, you know, like I wish we were having in schools more or places of um, importance because expansive mindset is where it starts, like, right? Being open to it. Totally. There's no way to get to that point if you can't like dream a little bigger, right? Yeah. Like I, I think that there are so few people that are like, you know, wake up and are like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I got here. You know, like (laughs) maybe sometimes, but I think the majority of the time it's, you know, it started as like dreaming a little bigger, like pushing the envelope a little bit, like wondering what would happen if, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's the kind of thinking that really like gets you places, right? Like makes those dreams a reality. And I think that that's sometimes just an interesting thought to play with is like, well, what, like, what would this look like if I like, you know, push the goal just a little bit further? Or what would this look like if I took just like a tiny little bit more action? Like how much bigger could this get? And I think that that that's like just another way to play with it because our, our thinking can be like limitless, basically. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, I think back to, okay, so when I had a lot of thinking along the lines of like, must be nice for you or easy for you to say, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. like, and so, because I think that is something naturally that someone listening to, to this could think, or I know me of years ago definitely thought like mm-hmm. just very much in that cycle of like, yeah, cool. Nice for you to say chick on the internet, like, uh, not possible for me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very real place to be. And it's, it's getting really honest of like, huh, I have this thought, like, can I own that? And if you can't, that's okay too. But it's like, exactly what you were saying and asking around noticing the the things. And I think as annoying as it is, most of us don't make big changes until we're unhappy with where we are. Yeah. Or like something happens, right? Like yeah, something I mean, big in our life happens. 
And then you're like, oh crap, why the heck am I here? So, you know, I, I, I want to believe, and I know we can change without those things, but, um, you know, I would just encourage anyone that is skeptical to just give it a try. Like, especially if you're not the happiest human ever and you see other people living lives that you want to live, like, why not you too? Because if someone else can do it, like, why can't you? Totally. And I think like that, just that belief, that like shift from comparison to, or like jealousy or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the shift from those feelings to believing that it's possible was a game changer for me. Like absolute freaking game changer. Because all of a sudden it wasn't like scrolling and looking at people who had things that I wanted, but didn't have, or didn't believe it was possible. All of a sudden it was like, oh, cool. Well, if she can have it, it exists somewhere and it can totally exist for me. And then that was such a more positive thought and so much more empowering that it just like, it took the comparison out of it like entirely. Like it didn't even, I don't want to say that it doesn't still happen from time to time, but like it doesn't hold the weight or it doesn't feel as heavy as it did when I was like in that mindset, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, completely. And same, like, I think when you're able to notice, I think one of the the biggest shifts around this in terms of like having these thoughts and then ultimately saying, okay, I want something else. How do I change my beliefs around it to get it? It's noticing your thoughts and going, well, is this really serving me? Like, holding on to this comparison, holding on to this judgment. Like if I'm saying, okay, I want what she has is me judging her getting me any closer to that. And it's like, well, no, and it's a lot of exactly what you said before. It's a lot of like bumpy steps and nobody gets there overnight and it's continual work, but it, it's just ultimately going, okay, negative thought. I see you comparison. I see you. But that's not getting me toward the goal. So if the goal is X and I'm having this thought like, well, I'm probably going to need to drop that thought and figure out a way to actually get from point A to point B. And it's not going to be that thought. Totally. With that, I will say that support can be super helpful Yeah. because I think a lot of times when we're trying to do this work alone, we're not, like, it's like not always the easiest because you're trying to look for the thoughts. You're trying to look for what to reframe the thoughts to. You're trying to like, you know, navigate the whole reprogramming thing. Like I, I think that it can be hard to spot your own blind spots in general. And I think like that's why support can be so helpful. But I think that like when we talk about choosing empowering beliefs, like you get to pick what you want, basically, you know, like you can choose anything, any other thought, you know? And I think that sometimes, um, I think it was, um, Brooke Castillo that talks about choosing a thought that's just like slightly more believable. So sometimes even if you can't get to the thought that it's like, oh yeah, like I am totally going to like go on that vacation in France and take three months off of work or whatever. If you can't get there, like what's one thought that you can get to, right? Like what's the next closest thing that feels believable to you? Is it just like, I'm going to start like not working the weekends. I'm going to start like taking 
two week vacations instead of one? Like, what is the next like most believable thought that you can choose? And like going there first, because I think a lot of times when people try to do this work, they're they're going for like the big, highest, grandest thought right away. And they're like, I got this right. But your brain's just like, no, girl, like, no. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. (laughs) So I think that, you know, sometimes it isn't like going straight for the big lofty thought. It's going for the thought that's you know, just believable for now. And then kind of taking that stair-step approach where, okay, like as soon as that becomes the new normal, what's the next, like, what's the next thought you want to believe? What's the next thing that's going to help you and support you towards getting what you want and working towards your goal? And I think that can be really helpful too. Yes. No, exactly that. Because, and my brain is very much that way. Like I have to break things down into smaller chunks. Otherwise my brain is so overwhelmed. It doesn't know what to do. And it's exactly stepping into one belief at a time. And also just knowing like every step is leading you to the next one. And, and that's also hard to trust, especially when you're newer to this work, but going, okay, I can't mess it up. (laughs) There's literally nothing I can do to mess it up. And if you treat it like a child learning to walk, you know, it is the analogy I always like to think about. Like we don't, we don't get mad at kids for learning to walk and then falling down. Right. We're just like, get back up, keep trying, keep doing it. Like we cheer them on. And so this should be no different. Like if we can treat ourselves that way, if we can treat others that way, like without the judgment and the, you're going to, you're going to take nine steps forwards and 12 back and that's okay. Mm. When it comes to landing more clients with more ease, I would be willing to bet your mindset is the number one thing holding you back. Because in order to land more clients, you first need to believe that's possible for you. You need to believe people want what you have to offer. You need to believe that people want to talk to you about how you can help. You need to believe that people will pay for the value you provide. Let me tell you, it is so much easier to take actions that are in alignment with what you want when you get that belief piece in place first rather than feeling like you're constantly battling your own negative thoughts. And that right there is what I'm so effing incredible at helping you shift. If you're ready to get to the root of the mindset challenge that is holding you back the most from landing that next client, grab a spot for my free 30-minute Next Step Next Client coaching call. I only do three of these each week, so head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash nextclient to grab a spot before they're gone. So talk to me about why reprogramming your mind is ultimately what matters most in getting what you want. And also let's just like help people with what reprogramming actually means here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. So to me, it's it like the simplest version is noticing your negative thought or your limiting belief and asking yourself if it's ultimately true and deciding that it's not. And then reprogramming is when you get to choose a different, more empowering belief. And so it's replacing that thought, whether it's with a mantra, which is just something you say over and over again, that's more positive, that's getting you toward what you want. A lot of people, you know, positive affirmation, similar thing. But with that, I always um, coach clients around getting into the feeling state because standing in front of your mirror and saying affirmations is going to basically do you nothing. 
Like you have to change your state because that's where the belief comes in. And it's going to feel like you're brainwashing yourself or it's not true, right? Like it just is. But again, what you were saying, like the stair stepper, so the the small belief that you can hang on to and you can try on. And like what I, I always just break it down depending on, you know, a client situation or my own life. And it's like, okay, let's say you're trying to sign a client in your business. Then it's playing with what would it feel like if that money hit my bank account today? What would it feel like to be doing that work for that client that I love? You know, like really tapping into those feelings of having what it is that you want. And the more you can be in that, like, I'm so woo now, but the more you can be in the energy of that, the faster those things will show up for you because your brain does not know the difference between like real life and what you're basically rehearsing in your mind. Like Joe Dispenza's work. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. Yeah. But yeah. So he is what, who I refer people to all the time because it's revolutionary, right? Like all the mental rehearsing that he has done research on. And that's why visualization is so powerful because your brain does not know the difference. So it is kind of like you're tricking your mind and you're brainwashing your mind. But to me, it's like, why would you not brainwash your mind for what you actually do want versus just like, maybe you get what you want if you don't actively work on it. Totally. And I think like, it's funny because I really like Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. I don't know if you've read that one, but mm-hmm. she touched, there's a quote in there that I like particularly love. I'm probably going to butcher this. It's in another podcast episode, but it's basically like, if you're going to live your life based on delusions and you will, because we all do, <laughs> why not at least pick a delusion that you like or that gets you where you want to go? Yeah. And I'm like, there's like so much truth to that. Like no matter what you believe, right? Like if you can get on board with the fact that you have the ability to change your thoughts, right? And I think like we all have changed our mind at some point or another, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that most of us know that that's possible. Like why would you not at least choose a belief that serves you instead of one that is leaving you feeling like disempowered or miserable or insert feeling here? Well, exactly. And so I'll tell you my favorite example of this and why beliefs like hands down are the thing that run the show. And I use this example all the time because like sports and like being an athlete is just so much ingrained in me. So the example of the first person to run the four minute mile, like I love this example because for years upon years, no one believed anyone could run a four minute mile because no one had. So there was no proof in history that anyone could. And so then, what is his name? Robert Bannister, I think, um, runs the four-minute mile. And that same year, I can't remember if it's 50 people or 11 people that year, ran a four-minute mile. But literally the same year, after however many years, no one had done it. But there was proof. And so people could get their brains on board of going, oh, he did it. So therefore I must be able to do it. That's crazy. I've never heard that. (laughs) It's wild to me, but literally it's one of my favorite examples because it is so true. Like 
that is what we need. We need evidence for our brain. And once you have that, you're freed up to go, oh, I can actually do that. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. And love that so much. And then I think like the other thing that can be helpful here is just repetition. Mm -hmm. Like I think that as much as we would love to like shift our beliefs overnight, doesn't always work that way. Yeah. And I think that like repetition can be like so be your friend here because the more you say it, the more evidence you're going to find of it, the more you're going to start believing it, the more it's going to show up for you. Like it, that's just how it works, you know? Yes. And I think that like, if, if you are having a hard time shifting your beliefs, like really look at one, like how much time and effort are you putting in? Because I'm telling you, this stuff does not always just show up. Right. Um, but like, are you actually taking conscious effort to shift those beliefs? And are you doing it repeatedly? Because I think that that is another thing that can just be hugely helpful here. Yes. I ag- agreed times a thousand. Yes. <laughs> so good. So Carrie, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? Um, so I am on Facebook at let's set yourself free. I have a free Facebook group as well. That's the set yourself free community. And then you can also find me on my website, which is setyourselffreellc.com. Perfect. And did you say you were also offering listeners a free call? Yes. So I love to pop on the phone with people. So I would be happy to jump on the phone with anyone looking to understand how this mindset work can apply to them. If you're looking to make more money, be happier in relationships, and why in the world it actually matters to getting what you want. Um, But I have 30-minute calls that I would love to offer for your listeners. Perfect. So we'll drop that link in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today, Carrie. Thank you so much, Amanda. I love talking. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. For years, she lived in... (laughs) Once she healed her gut and learned to tap into the power of her mind, now she's the proud owner of two online businesses and the host of the innovative and community-based podcast, Set Yourself Free. Perfect. 